What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Vanguard Project Podcast. My name is Austin Jardine, and I hope you all had a wonderful weekend. It was beautiful up here in Boise. We had uh, some nice warm weather. No rain, thank goodness, but uh, gosh dang, it was toasty. And it was nice to get out and ride around a little bit, helping the family out, get some uh, boxes packed and moved and everything. So it's been uh, it's been a busy but fun weekend. I am very excited for today's episode with Jake. We connected uh, through uh, through a mutual friend uh, that we previously uh, interviewed, uh, Ashley. And I was super excited because uh, he is the first dude in the U that I have had the chance to sit down and harass. So super excited. You know, I've had friends from Australia and kind of a couple different area, other different areas, but I was super excited to, to get a hold of Jake and uh, really understand kind of what makes him tick. And we talked a lot about photography and connecting with folks and kind of making friends and uh, really taking different chances and risks and really pushing outside of one's comfort zone where you know, it would be easy enough to turn around and walk away from, but he's done some really cool stuff, takes amazing photos. So I'm really excited to share uh, his story with you or have him share his story with you. Uh, if you're jumping onto this podcast for the first time, uh, I want to say welcome. Thank you for hopping on. Please subscribe because the goal of this podcast is really, um, it's best summed up as growth through story and strength through community. So kind of like what I was talking about with this conversation with Jake, um, my goal here is really not to talk a whole lot about me, uh, so much as sharing in their life experience and having them share with us in a way that hopefully gets you excited, maybe applies to you in some way, shape or form, gives you something to chew on throughout the week, uh, maybe helps you find a new career or interest or hobby or maybe a way to find a community to join in on so that way you can kind of maximize your life experience more or less. So with that being said, uh, it it is kind of more of an 80-20 where I'm just asking uh, more questions and letting the person uh, kind of acting as that sounding board for that uh, that individual. So um, all that to say, I've been doing this for almost or a little over a year now. We're almost at episode 100, 100, which is just so freaking nuts to me. I can't believe that I've done this for that long, but I'm so excited. So thankful. So please be sure to like subscribe, rate the show, stay up to date, follow me on the Instagrams, which I will link in the episode description. But before we jump into it, today's episode is brought to you by black rifle coffee. I, for those of you that know me, I'm a big black rifle fan. Um, I'm about a pot a day kind of guy. I think, I think, um, You know, previously I used to make like a 40 ounce thing and take it to work with me and I would drink that by myself every single day. And I think I've toned it down a little bit, still probably have a bit of a caffeine addiction, but I did recently pick up the Black Rifle and Grinds coffee packets. They're the little coffee pouches. So that way, like when I'm out riding or I'm that weird dude at the gym that likes the flavor of coffee all the time, um, you know, I've got these little coffee packets. So that way I get little doses of caffeine, which feels amazing um, and tastes really good. So I recently got these coffee or the, uh, the Black Rifle Grinds pouches and uh, they're available on their website. And if you use code Vanguard on the website, Black Rifle's website, you actually can get 20% off, which includes the grinds pouches, includes subscriptions, a variety of other things, including merch. So if you need tank tops for the summer or, I don't know, some fancy shirts for the gym, like I had to order a couple, or uh, I ordered at least one Black Rifle and a variety of other ones, use code Vanguard, save 20%. But I'm going to stop talking other than go use that code, save 20% Vanguard, including the grinds pouches, which are phenomenal. But we're going to roll an awesome episode, and I will catch you next time.
What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Vanguard Project. My name is Austin Jardine, and I am very excited for today's episode with Mr. Uh, Mr. Jake. We uh, we sat down. Oh gosh, I think it was last it was last Saturday. You and I talked. Uh, you uh, Facetimed me over the Instagrams. We got connected through Ashley and kind of just started talking a little bit to see a little bit about the life you've lived, man. I'm excited because you do a lot of photography, some filmography. You do. Uh, you've got a fun little take on how to use social media, which I think in this day and age is probably a very refreshing thing. So maybe not to take your intro away, dude, do you mind uh, maybe introducing yourself a little bit? I'm going to take some notes and then I will ask you some fun questions as we go. Yeah. Um, it all seems a bit of a weird question to sort of like introduce yourself to it. You're like, what do I, how do I introduce myself? <laughs> I know it's fun. Um, People do it in some weird ways. So it's good, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think we'll probably start with the obvious that I'm from the UK. Um, if you can't understand me, that's fine. Most British people can't understand me either, but I'll try and, uh, yeah, I'll try and make that as understandable as I can. Deal. But, um, so, I was like, well, where does it start, really? I suppose I'm a pretty normal person, generally. Like, um, there's not really too much that special about me, but I definitely have like a massive spirit for adventure like I, I tell people like if there's any chance that I'm gonna have a good time there's mountains there's like nature um anything cool then I'm probably down for it um I think a few people have said I'm quite wise um in some things that I've like helped them with in their personal situations but I would interject that the the reality of that is I've just been exposed to a lot of experiences that I have then like learned from myself, um, which is quite a bitter point in my work that someone thought I was 38, um, which is wildly over my actual age. Um, and they tried covering it with the amount of wisdom and places I've traveled. Um, but along with that, I do love traveling as well. Like I think the world is such a, a beautiful and open place. And I've been quite fortunate to be able to travel to a lot of different places, get uh, interesting perspective on like the world um literally everywhere from like africa to all over europe um hit a couple of states mostly in the west and um, canada yeah i mean but the more places you sort of travel the more you realize that there is places to travel as well yeah i mean i've not even touched latin america i've not touched southeast asia um the pacific anywhere like that or even into like the middle east really so there are large regions of this world that I've still got to uh, explore, but yeah. <laughs> Dude, all right. So I've been taking notes a little bit and I'm going to start with uh, what you said for a massive spirit for adventure. Is that, is that something that you grew into or, or did you always have it? I mean, were you like the wild child growing up and your parents are like, dude, sit still for five minutes? Yeah. Um, Maybe. I, I think it's quite a, a stereotypical boy thing to just be like climbing trees, especially in my generation as well, just be like climbing trees, you know, running around. Where I grew up was on the edge of a city, um, on the city of Bristol. So I was quite an interesting sort of childhood where I'm very comfortable being in a city, but then I went to school in the countryside. Okay. So I've got this split where I'll, I'll happily flip between the two. Um, but I didn't really have a childhood where 
my parents would like always take me to like mountains and we'd hike mountains all the time. I didn't really have a childhood where we'd like we'd go surfing or like anything like that. Like um, we, we still did like little family trips, but nothing as like active as that, I don't think. Um, it was just something I sort of grew into. Probably a little bit more of stuff like social media, seeing people around me doing things like hiking and um, climbing and things like that. And then just saying like, oh, I'll give that a go, like, and then getting roped into it. And then the more you do it, the more you realise and like, you're exposed to these things. You're like, oh, I really love this. Um, and then especially with hiking, hiking is a really easy one because you can do it on your own. Um, especially in the UK, I think that's a stark contrast to the UK and the US is our biggest threats here are probably the weather. Um, whereas I've been hiking in the US and there's like mountain lions and there's fucking bears and there's like <laughs> stuff that can just rip you to shreds. Um, so if you're out hiking on your own, it's a bit of a, a no joke in the US, which I've done uh, and it is pretty sketchy. But um, yeah, it's good fun. It's good fun in the UK, I think. You can just get out, clear your mind, do what you want to do um, relatively. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's awesome, man. So it's kind of funny because like, I kind of, I can relate a little bit to not necessarily, I didn't do a whole lot growing up, you know, in the outdoors, definitely did like the small family trips and stuff like that too. And it's kind of funny because like, I feel, I feel like the outdoors in general can be a little bit daunting kind of as you get older to go try and do something for the first time or do something new for the first time. And, you know, you having not grown up into it and kind of living that life now, more or less, how did you, how did you first get your feet wet into doing it independently, um, kind of trying all of the new things? What was, what was that like trying it for the first time and how did you get going? Yeah, I, I really appreciate your point there of like, so where I've just moved to now is actually the Lake District, um, which is like one of the national parks in England. Um, and there's a strong culture of people here that were raised here. That is very much what everyone does. You know, they go to the lakes, they paddleboard, they swim, they hike mountains. It's just like a part of life. Um, but from my background, like, I've not grown up with that. So the, I am in that box of people that like came into it rather than it was always just a thing. Um, so I definitely get that it can be really daunting and it, it's dangerous. Like, people can and do die regularly doing this stuff. Um, experienced people, people that don't have experience, just pot luck, like there's a whole host of um, unfortunate circumstances. So for that reason, it can be quite intimidating. But equally, I think there's an element of taking calculated risks. I think that's definitely quite a big thing. Um, and that's definitely something that comes with experience. Um, like I said, from, from my generation, we used to just like, you know, probably the same in America. You just run off like feral kids. You just run into the woods. You'd like hitch over with sticks and like, you know, jump around in rivers and just do whatever, right? Um, and just play basically in nature. But you don't really think about doing that anymore. You start thinking a little bit more like, oh, yeah, but if I get cold and wet, like what happens if this? And I have to like clean my clothes after and all these little things that sort of like throw you off, I suppose. But um, yeah, 
I don't know. I, I don't know where I was going with that. Really, oh, you're good. <laughs> yeah, definitely I, use that like childlike wonder of going. They take things too seriously. I think that's probably what I'm getting out there. When yeah. you're a kid, you don't care, do you? You're just like, oh, I want to go down that path, so I'm going to do it. Whereas when you're an adult, you're like, oh, I don't know, like I've got to get back for tea. You know, you can't always like stupid little excuses. I mean, like real boring stuff. But um, yeah, I think. It's just taking calculated risks, I think, with a lot of things. Like I said, when you're younger, you just run off and you just do it. You don't think about it. But when you're older, you do have a better appreciation of like, well, if this goes wrong, what can I do about it? Yeah. Um, but in this day and age, I think it's absolutely great. And it's probably ties in with what I'm going to talk about going on. But you can literally, no matter where you live, just type in hiking group Portland, you know, hiking group Lake District. And you can find people that will take you out. And I think the outdoors community is absolutely wicked with the exclusion of a few um, subgroups as such. Um, Most outdoors groups are very open to like being, well, I was a rookie once, you know, this is the first time I did stuff. So they'll bring people in and help people as as they go along. Um, Which I think is great because it's, it's just this common ground. Like, if you want to be outside and you want to enjoy stuff, like, it doesn't matter what you do for a living. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter, like, who you are, really. Do you know what I mean? It's just, you want to be here. Cool. Like, so you're my people. Done. You know, and I think that's really cool about the outdoors community. And I really love it. Yeah. So with that being said, I mean, is it, is it pretty easy then to go in and, and I mean, obviously you said Google outdoor group location, whatever, find somebody. Is it, is it pretty easy to just show up to an event being like, Hey, my name's Austin. Uh, this is my first time with this crew. Um, you know, where's, where's the coffee and beer? I mean, is it, is it really that easy just <laughs> like to, to go and make friends? Um, I'll say yes and no, where, when I say yes, there are the groups, there are the people, and it can be quite like that. You just turn up and you just right roll into it. Um, you know, if you if you're not too sure, there's always someone, usually like an event organizer, um, potentially, or you can just one on one. Like, um, I've gone on like hiking trips with people that have just DM me on Instagram, you know, or vice versa, um, and just like took it off from there, and it's pretty cool. Um, but where I say no is I definitely appreciate the sending a DM to someone you don't know and saying, yo, do you want to do something that can kill us? It's quite an intimidating thing. Um, so I, I feel like I do appreciate there's an element of courage to, to put yourself out there to do it. Yeah. Um, unlike anything, I mean, this relates to literally anything in life, right? Um, we are just like scared of things that we're not good at. You know, and nobody wants to walk in a room and just be like, hi, everyone, I'm Jake, and I've got no fucking idea what I'm doing. You know, you just, you're you're almost like biologically programmed to think everyone's going to laugh at you. You're going to feel like you're really small, and then it's not going to be a great experience. Um, so I definitely appreciate that um, full process. I feel like it's quite a natural thing to do. Um, but I don't really think that's true so much with the outdoors community. I think there's a lot of really open-minded, really cool people that, you know, definitely this is this is something I think about British culture that clashes with Americans is we love banter. Um, <laughs> and to explain banter, it is, 
I've made Americans cry um, <laughs> through what we would call like affection. Um, but Americans just don't get it. Like they're like, you're just being mean, but that is very much like British culture. And Australians are quite the same as well. Like we get along quite well with Australians in that sense. Um, and Americans would just sit there like, what is going on? Like you guys why are a bunch of assholes. Yeah, like throwing words around and they're just like, this is really uncomfortable, but like, why are they so like getting along having a beer? Like, this is mental, like, um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I find it always quite interesting to see these like cultural clashes and stuff, which yeah. comes with traveling, I think, you know? Yeah. Um, pretty rad. I'm sure you've seen quite a few. I mean, cause I know, and I will, we'll get to it, but I know that you were talking about sending messages to folks and like showing up in Canada with people you don't know, but before maybe getting down that rabbit hole, right. As far as starting with the bravery aspect of it. And this is kind of the same way as far as getting started, just hiking and, and doing all of the thing outdoors. What was maybe the biggest hurdle for you in starting to reach out to either people independently to get together or some of these groups? So that way I'm asking kind of in the vein of, Hey, you know, everything Jake you're saying sounds fun, but I'm scared to go talk to somebody. What were some of the things that you learned helped you make those initial, I guess, connections if that question makes sense yeah um shoot that's quite a hard question actually i think um i think it's just one of those things that like, it was so long ago now that i don't really remember so much that bit but what i will go into i've said to people i was literally having this conversation this morning um i i'm actually really terrified of heights um i'm terrified of heights I, one of my biggest fears in life is like drowning and being underwater. Um, I absolutely hate it. However, I climb, I do abseiling, I throw myself off cliffs, I go out into the ocean and I like take on the surf. Like it absolutely terrifies me. But like what's more scary is not doing it. Like, and I think this, again, ties into, like, seeing social media and particularly, um, uh, like, surf photography as well. Like, I follow quite a lot of surf photographers and you see, like, sunsets over the Pacific Ocean or stuff like that and, like, underwater bits. And that just inspires me. And I'm like, that just looks so beautiful, like, to experience that. But to experience that, you need to be in that environment. And to be in that environment you need to face the surf yeah. um so it's just this vicious cycle of you want to do it um and I, I think it goes back to like the fear of not doing it is just scarier than just doing it um i i literally went down to north devon uh, a couple of weeks ago and i met up with an irish irish geezer that again i just messaged from instagram um and i was like yeah we'll do some surfing down uh, north devon so we we rented some boards, hit down the coast, um, got out into the ocean. And admittedly, the surf wasn't that great for um, like actually catching some waves. I mean, I'm not that experienced as a surfer. So it was good to just get that experience of like time and sets and understanding the like ocean environment. And I still caught a few, which was really good. And it was like stoked for that but it was like not really good enough to sort of pop up and sort of carry you far enough to do anything with. Um, and I remember coming out and the dude was like, Hey man, I'm so sorry. that was so for shit. Like, you know, we couldn't really like do anything good. I was like, 
dude, I've had like such a good day, like just getting hit in the face by waves like all day long, understanding like how long I'm going to hold my breath for, like just being in that environment and being exposed to it. I was just so stoked. Like I caught maybe like three waves for like four hours. And I was like, this is like the best day ever. So <laughs> yeah, I think it's great. Like, yeah. So that's, that's an interesting point because, um, you know, some people it, it's interesting. Cause like I've had a related conversation more or less, um, a couple of times now. And it's, it's interesting because it seems to be coming more, more and more of a, of a popular topic where if you go into a particular experience, whether it's a competition like in this, like I had the same experience where it was a match, right? I went to a match and I had no expectation, right? But if you go into a particular experience or situation or event, right? With just the expectation of, of being happy that you're there, you will actually have it. You will do not only better because you're not putting pressure on yourself, but you'll have more fun because you're there genuinely just for the experience of it. Right. So even though you might have only caught, you know, three or four waves over the four hour period, you were there just to have fun and, and experience it. Right. And in this case, get over a big fear. Right. No, no, sorry. Oh, okay. Sorry. I wasn't sure if that was a question. No, 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 you're, no, you're good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just interesting the, the parallels between it. So, um, okay. So maybe a question then is when it comes to getting over these fears, right. And I guess in the, in the scope of, um, the fear of not doing it, how do you not let your fear of doing something get in the way of not doing it? I mean, how do you, how do you say, you know, fuck this, I'm doing it anyways. This might sound like a bit of a cliche thing, but if, uh, there might be some people that know me quite well listening to this and being like, this is just Jake all over. Like, I absolutely love cliches because they are cliches for a reason. Um, so there's a really cool picture, I think. It's taken from a landing craft going onto the beaches of Normandy during World War II. Um, and it's usually captioned and it's shared around like uh, uh, Remembrance Day, so like our Memorial Day sort of thing in the UK. Um, and it's sort of captioned courage isn't not being scared it's being scared and doing it anyway um and i feel like that's a really powerful statement that a lot of people again this ties into social media they will see a lot of people like do all these things and they're like oh my god like i'm so envious and social media can give you such a small snapshot of a moment you don't see everything that goes into that moment um and i think people see like this, this person do this thing, right? And they're like, oh my God, that's so cool. Yeah, but like, they're terrified. There's things like, I've, I've done it. For for example, like I was talking about being scared of heights. Um, we were at a quarry that we like going to in North Wales. Um, and I was like leaning over the edge of this cliff and it's a long way down. Um, and we've done some like repels off this and stuff like that. And this, this girl with us was just like, how are you not scared? And I was like, look at my legs. And shit, you know, my legs are like shaking. Like, I was like, I am scared. But again, it just comes back to like, well, when I go to bed at night and I like sit there, am I going to be thinking, oh my God, I'm so glad that I didn't like go to the edge of that cliff? Or am I going to be like, do you know what? That was terrifying, but I'm so stoked I did that. Like, you're going to have those experiences. And actually, to 
to tie into a real uh, recent experience. So literally last night, um, I I went on like a second date with this girl, right? Um, and we were like, yeah, we're going to go for a hike. Um, I want to try and find this little place. I was like, I don't really know where it is, but we're just going to like wander around and try and find it. And she was like, well, that's cool. I'm even like contemplating like throwing a tent in the, in the bag and just sort of like, like camping out onto the thing and then sort of camping out and then we'll go to work in the morning. And I was like, yeah, that sounds fucking sick. Like, let's do it. So we did that. We ended up rocking up through this mountain and it was like hard ground, like fighting for vegetation. So long story short, I ended up upside down at one point and like some rotten logs. Like, yeah. If I get a third day after that, fucking hell, be amazed. But um, <laughs> she's like, what are you doing? I was like, honestly, I don't know. Like, um, But we did that. We pitched up on the top of this mountain and the sunset we had last night was absolutely phenomenal. And it's just those experiences that I did all that. I got absolutely malleted by midges. Um, so midges are kind of like tiny little biting insects that we get here. Uh, I'm not sure if you get them in the US, but they are ruthless. Um, they bite the fuck out of you and they are horrible. But the whole experience of like going out, doing that, you know, and then we obviously had a nut on the mountain, collapsed, went back, and then both of us went to work in the morning. And even now I'm pretty knackered. Um, but it's just looking back on that experience of being like, Am I going to remember the time that I went to work nice and refreshed and had a great day at work? And I was like, yay, like I'm doing whatever I do for work. Or am I going to be like, I am like absolutely shattered, but I'm never going to forget that. Yeah. That was such a cool experience. And I feel like that's really important. And I think a lot of people um, definitely slip into this. And again, I might even sound a bit arrogant on this, but I'm not even going to apologize for it. Like, there is a very much culture, definitely in the West, of going to work, doing your grind, coming home, watching Netflix, and that's all you fucking do. And people are like, I haven't got time to do this. You do have time. Like, I promise you, you've got time. Yeah. If you want to make time for something, you will. Like, I finished work, drove 20 minutes to that, did that, got off the mountain, and then took me 20 minutes to drive back to work again. And I got to work five minutes before I had to start. Like, that's not really a lot of room to do anything else. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's what I did. Unless you're from work, did that. I mean, obviously, I chilled in the evening. Like, when I was pitched yeah. up and stuff. But yeah. But that's one nice worth of effort, effort, right? I mean, relatively speaking, I totally understand what you're talking about, right? Because that's, that's one night out of your week that you've opted to do a particular experience rather than Netflix or gym or sleep or abc other thing right yeah for sure yeah so i'm trying to think of like some existential question in this because it's all very true right that you can you have time you make the time for the priorities that you want and the experiences that you want to have so given kind of your ability to do that right and kind of your desire to have a particular life experience what have been maybe some of the things that you've learned about yourself that you didn't know 
kind of going into all of this. And I'm asking kind of like, if you've learned, you know, that you are more mentally capable, that you're stronger, that you have a particular knack for tying knots that you didn't know, for instance, right? I mean, what are some of the things that you have, you have surprised yourself in doing? I don't, I don't really know. This is another one of those questions that um, I think not many people will think of. And it's quite a natural thing to do because you just do things. It's like breathing. Like, how do you breathe? Well, I don't know. You just you do, do it. <laughs> and I think I'm also a very open-minded person and I'm very open-minded to my own growth and development. Um, I know I'm constantly evolving. Like, I'm not the same person I was last year, 10 years before that, last week. Like, I am constantly evolving. Um, and I love that. And that's that's evolution through talking to people that's evolution through experiences that's evolution through the places i go like the things i do everything you do will have an impact on your life um and i stress to make a point that i like to live like a varied lifestyle where if you do the same thing and again i don't want to you know shit on anyone here but like if you just wake up go to work do the same thing maybe your job's quite monotonous um you come home watch netflix you know, repeat, you're not really opening yourself up to a lot of different experiences um, and exposure to different things there. Like, you're just going to be sat in this vicious cycle of not really doing anything. Um, But I've never really subscribed to people coming up to me and saying, you're so lucky, you're so, like, you know, lucky to do this. And people have said this to me now, like, in my situation, and I'm like, I'm not lucky, like, the only thing I will ever say I'm lucky about is weather. That is the only thing that I can not control in my life in any fucking capacity. And yeah, that, that's the only time we ever hear me use the word lucky is weather. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we were lucky we got that sunset or something like that. Like, that's it. <laughs> Everything else, like, I, I do appreciate 100%. I is a little bit of a cop out, I suppose, and I'll, I'll call it out. Um, but I use the word fortunate instead. Because I do appreciate that there are circumstances in my life that aren't afforded to everyone. And I, I really appreciate that. But again, a lot of it isn't a neglect of my, my own hard work. And I feel like to say that someone's lucky is just to discredit their own hard work in so many elements. You know, it goes back again to that. Oh, you see that Instagram post, that person bought the house. Yeah, but you didn't see them, you know, work an 80 hour week to fucking get their deposit. You know, like that's not luck. That's, that's fucking hard work. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And to, to rob someone of that achievement, like, and their recognition of their hard work, I think says more about you and you just go in, Oh yeah, well, you know, anyone can do that if you're lucky. No, like even down to the thing where, you know let's say let's say this person turns up to this event and they end up talking to this person and this person gives them an opportunity um let's say they're a singer and they're like oh we want you to sing at this show someone like watching that would be like oh you're so lucky well let's break that down no he's not lucky because he had the courage to talk to that person he had the foresight to be in that place and you know he had the the knowledge and the dedication to build his skill and talent to be desirable for that position in the first place. Right. There, there's so many elements behind that that like 
to say he's lucky neglect everything you know just because he had a chat with a person like just that alone can be quite intimidating for people yeah um for sure yeah it's interesting because you you made a very similar point earlier too about uh social media and pictures and a snapshot right you see the picture and you think oh man that's beautiful it's perfect they're so lucky but to your same point you didn't you don't see everything that happened behind all of that and what led up to actually taking that photo or being presented with that opportunity sure so so. i feel like someone i want to interject with this as well there's a question that i get asked with in relation to photography so and this, this is quite a common question for a lot of um big photographers right people will say oh what camera do you use that's quite a fair question to ask someone um but realistically all cameras do the same thing there aren't really that many variables in cameras realistically i'm not going to go into the rabbit hole of like talking about the technical abilities of cameras because that's just not, but, <laughs> but they're not asking you what camera you use. What they're asking you is how do I use the same tools that you do and acquire the same outcome? And you can apply this to literally anything. I've talking to people uh, in the fitness industry where people say, oh, what um, fitness program do you use? What nutrition do you take? Um, uh, supplement, sorry. You know, you could be, uh, I don't know, a racing car driver. Oh, yeah, what, what car do you drive? You know, insert any tool that helps you do your thing, right? And again, it's just like a shortcut. It's just a shortcut. You know, they, they just want to buy the camera. They want to buy the, the rifle that makes the shot, you know? But again, the rifle doesn't really make the shot. Like, the shooter makes the shot. Right. And that's, that applies to literally everything. Um, and I feel like that's a really profound question that when people ask that question, it makes me take a step back and think about the person that's asked it. And I start to really question their sort of motives in how fast they want to achieve an outcome and okay. not appreciate the journey. And again, it's a cliche that everyone's like, oh, it's about the, de- like the journey, not the destination. 100%. Like, I could not preach that any louder like there's there's a really interesting uh, like psychological study i've seen into like top tier um professionals so um tier one operators in the military have the same problem that astronauts do at nasa is at a very young age in their life they top out and what i mean by that is what do you do with your life once you've hit the absolute ceiling of your career field like that's it like where, where do you go from life from there um yeah and i just find that like concept really interesting so i guess then do you feel like at some point you topped out then and that's what led you down this path of of honestly it, kind of given the conversation right of continually pushing yourself uh i definitely don't feel like a top out in any aspects of my life um, because I feel like my, everything I do is very open-ended mm-hmm. like with my climbing there's still a lot I can like I don't lead climb I can still learn to lead climb and with lead climbing I can go on to bigger alpine routes in winter um, 
with my photography, there is so much more I can achieve with that. Like, um, snowboarding, like, I can still go on to heli ski and I can do like big mountain lines. There's a lot of things that I still want to achieve in so many aspects of things that I do. Um, so yeah, I'm far from talking out yeah. personally. Okay. But. Yeah, I'm with you in a lot of ways. So if we could, I know that we've talked um, a little bit about social media and the photography of things. And I know that was something you and I had talked about last week, just a little bit. Do you mind kind of sharing how you got into photography and then how you've been using social media to kind of fuel your adventures a little bit and what that means? Yeah, um, I feel like how I got into photography is... Um, maybe quite an interesting story but um again i've seen like a lot of things on like, facebook like back in the day and just been inspired by the ability that photography gives a viewer to be transported anywhere at any time um in the world and i find that sort of logic really sort of profound just really interesting um so I've always been like captivated by photography and I don't feel like that's anything, um, sorry, I don't feel like that's anything unique by any stretch. Um, but I remember one year I asked my parents, uh, sorry, my mum asked me in like, I don't know, fucking March or whatever she asked me. She was like, what do you want for Christmas? And I was like, I don't fucking know what I want for Christmas. Like, I don't even know what I want for tea tonight. Like, um, And she kept asking me, kept asking me and I was like, I don't know, just a GoPro, like just got off my back. Like knowing uh like i had a pretty good um childhood but asking for a gopro was pretty big you know i was like i'm never gonna get a gopro like wait yeah that's not gonna happen um christmas comes around and my parents bought me uh, a hero three um and i was like so stoked but it was one of those things it was like such a big present i almost didn't know what to do with it like i didn't want to use it for maybe like a year um and I used it a few times, like going, so I used to do like snowboard holidays with my, my dad, um, like little bits and stuff like that. But this must have been like 2009, like 10, like video editing wasn't really like a massively open thing, um, especially for me. Like I was, how old was I in 2010? Like 15, something like that. Like, you know, I don't know, just not massive but um i started just doing stuff and then i think eventually i got a job bought myself an ipad and then like the hero uh, what was it the gopro splice i think it's called like some gopro editor came out started using that a little bit on an ipad and and started doing stuff filming it like making these little like travel videos um looking back they're a little bit cringe but also everyone starts somewhere Right. Um, a really cool one actually if anyone's familiar with a photographer called Sam Calder have a look at his YouTube see what he shoots today and then keep scrolling through his um, through his videos you'll find some of his first stuff and I feel like this is such a cool thing that he's actually left that people can see a quality of shooter like that and see where they started yeah. and I'm definitely inspired by that and go like whoa like you can start from like filming on a potato to doing some absolutely insane shit. Honestly, it's fucking mental. Um, 
so yeah a little bit of a i don't know i don't know him by any fucking by any stretch but a little bit of a plug for that guy because he's a phenomenal creator but um yeah so i started doing these things with these things and then like posting them on facebook and my facebook was just like a personal thing for like me and it was just people i work with and stuff like that and people were like oh my god this is so cool like you go off and do these things like you know it's just like little ski trips in like austria and which probably sounds pretty mental for Americans, but not really like that far flung for, for uh, Brits and stuff. But yeah, I was just thinking that I was like, yeah, no big deal. Like that's a hell of a trip for me. Yeah. But then like, I don't know if you grew up in Colorado, like you can go on, I don't know, shoot, I'm trying to struggle with a really good ski yeah. resort in Colorado. But you know, for me, that'd be like, Oh my God, like, you know, go to Whistler or something. I'm like, what? Like you've been to Whistler. That's insane. You know, it was just like, yeah, well, it was like 20 minutes down the road. Like, um but anyway sorry I, I digress on that one but yeah I just started sort of like building on that and then doing more and then when I had my own money I was like oh, I'll get here at five so I got here at five a little bit better a little bit, um image quality and stuff like that just sort of started building and then started really getting into it um so I was like filming I was like doing more videography than photography um really enjoyed it kind of got a little bit of a kick out of, like the people being like oh my god this is so good like you you film all this awesome stuff you know there's like a little bit of a little bit of an ego thing there for for sure and i'll i'll um again admit to that but um just start progressing and then eventually i was like oh, i want a better image quality so i bought my first camera um which was great and the video that i shot when i went to norway on that i still haven't released and that was like five five or six years ago or something like that quite a while ago now um but the tempo of like things i was doing at the time just went through the roof like i could not keep up with creating videos shooting videos anything like that so i just kind of switched out to photography um because it was a lot easier to edit and keep up with that tempo um because it was just insane i think i ended up spending about six weeks in the uk like in one year it was it was high <laughs> but uh yeah and then just sort of like progress from that and again it's like most things if you love it and you're passionate about it you just have this thirst for knowledge about just striving to learn more and um, and just evolving from that really so that's kind of how i got into photography i think yeah i feel like it's probably quite a long-winded story that Wasn't no, it was good man. no it was good it's fun it's fun because six weeks spending at home out of a whole year that's that's a lot and i can respect uh doing photography versus videography because i've i did a little bit of video editing back in the day too and like it's a it's no joke you know it takes a lot of time a lot of effort a lot of like storyboarding more or less whereas you can almost you can almost tell not the same story, but you can still tell a story with a picture, you know, and, uh, and you're working on one still rather than, you know, a, you know, either a 60 second or a 15 minute, you know, video clip. So, um, okay. So another thing that I think is interesting is I know that you use social media, not so much as like, I guess like a platform necessarily so much as a tool to connect yourself with others and, and kind of go make friends on the fly. 
do you mind sharing kind of your theory and process and kind of how you make friends to go, uh, I don't know, get you to go hiking randomly on a Monday night with them in Canada, for instance, like you were talking about? Uh, I think we'll probably go to the first time I actually ended up doing this. So the, there, there is a very, very good bit of advice in the world that says you shouldn't be strangers uh, on the internet. Uh, and I definitely subscribe to that. Um, and I think everyone should not listen to this, be inspired and just like message every random stranger they, they can find, right? Because there are shitty people in this world, um, 100%. I, as a, as a little bit of a thing to like exercise caution, um, obviously think about who you're going to be, understand, you know, think about doing like a FaceTime with someone, you know, make sure they're who they say they are. There's a whole host of things that um, I won't rob people of their own intelligence to, to do their due diligence with this, but I think it's a responsible thing to say, like, don't just like meet random people on the internet because clearly that's not uh, an intelligent thing to do. A good but, disclaimer. Yeah, but that's exactly what I did. Uh, <laughs> so I, again, was on Facebook. Um, I find this photographer, I was like, he shoots some really cool stuff. And I'm like messaging him on the little uh, DMs and stuff. And then he sort of invited me to come out. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, this is a bit of a, bit of a weird thing. I don't know. I don't know. And then I was like, fuck it. Like, let's just do it. Um, did it out of fucking sick time. Um, and then I did it again with someone else. And I think of four people, I was like, okay, well, nobody's murdered me yet. So this is going well like and just kind of snowballed like that but i definitely took a period where i really leaned into solo hoka uh so, solo hoka um solo hiking and just mm -hmm. going out on my own and i really valued that like i am a little bit of an introvert um which a lot of people I'm quite surprised that because they seem to do things in groups and like things and massive things and like but I get social burnout like 100% and I I'll do these really intense periods and then I just have to be on my own like I have to be on my own um and that is so important for my own sort of like mental health there's no set period in that like that's at my own discretion um which I think is really important for me to respect because I feel I feel that if I don't, um, yeah, digress on that other one. Um, fuck, what was my point? <laughs> <laughs> um, connecting with people. Um, the uh, disclaimer was uh, don't just uh, jump ship. Uh, FaceTime, you've done it a couple of times, worked out well. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was going out on my own and it was really great. And I feel like what's really great about that is, and again, this ties into something, uh, what you were saying, like having the courage to go out and do stuff, is at that time, a lot of my friends were working or they were doing their uni dissertations or like a lot of different things that took them away from uh, free time, you know, which is great. Like they were working on their own things and as their friend, that was great to support that. But for me, I was just like doing nothing. Um, and I just like hit this point where I was like again going back to what I said like 
am I going to look back on this period of my life and just go, I'm so glad that I just sat in front of the sofa and did nothing again? Or shall I just go do this on my own? Like, I have that experience. And that's exactly what I did. I stopped waiting around for people to, like, cancel on me. And we've, we've all had it. Like, and don't get me wrong, this isn't me throwing shade at anyone. Things happen, you know. Um, a whole group four of instances. And I think, especially when it comes to family, like, 100% look after your family first. Like, don't worry about your friends. Like, if they are actually your friends and they need, like they will appreciate that you need to spend time with your family like i feel like that's really important to to stress that to people um but i was definitely in this position of like do it or don't like and i chose to do it so i started doing it and it was really great like i was doing all these experiences and i started traveling on my own which again that's not something i just jumped into i i built up to that massively so i was doing like family trips my family so I had a a base understanding of like going away and like leaving my country and like what the process is with your passport and stuff like that then I went away with a friend you know and then I just went to London for a weekend on my own um so I was still within my own country but like it was a very almost foreign like landscape for me like London's a, a big city um and to spend a weekend there on your own is quite intimidating but it gave me a good foundation of like learning how the underground works, which if you're a Londoner listening to this and you're like, what the fuck, you know, that's not a normal thing for everyone. Like, right. you know, definitely for America, in my experience, uh, America does not have a public transport network, which is a very bitter point for me. Um, and one I find comical for a country that was literally built on a railway that doesn't have one. Um, I find it, a, a genuine joke um a bit ironic. A <laughs> yeah and every american i talk to agrees with that point yeah it's um, a good point yeah I, I i don't know i just find it funny i just find it funny um so yeah i built up from there and then i was like i really want to go to norway like so i went to norway and then went from norway to denmark and then back again in a week and that was like such an insane experience and i don't know why i find it so mental most people will fly from their country to a foreign country and then back i find it so mental to fly from my country to a foreign country to another foreign country back to my country um that was a really interesting sort of experience i found just again, because like, of like the uh the airports and stuff or just customs just there's an element so if you go to an airport you will be surrounded usually by people let's say i'm going to go from london to america there will mostly be a mix of americans and brits on that flight mm-hmm. transiting between that destination right um which is cool to appreciate the fact that you may be let's say french and you're just connecting through london to los angeles you feel quite isolated and you feel very like out of loop with everyone else. Like you're not going home. You're not going from your position of comfort in your own country to somewhere foreign. You're already foreign in somewhere foreign. Um, And I feel like that's a very intimidating experience that not a lot of people really appreciate. Interesting. So it's like continued isolation, right? Hmm. 
moving from one one comfort to a separated discomfort to an even further isolation, even further isolated discomfort from, I guess, really anything that's known because you're going to a completely different, completely new place geographically, culturally, language. Huh, that's interesting because it's funny. I actually went to Norway as well when I graduated from college and it was very much the same because the further you got inland, it was like less and less comfortable because it was like, I just don't, I don't speak the language. I can't read the signs. I'm kind of just making it up. I don't really have a cell phone. I've got a debit card that sort of works, hopefully, you know? <laughs> so yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, for okay. sure. I think that's a point that a lot of people won't appreciate unless they've done it. Um, and I think it's unfortunate that a lot of Americans don't either. Um, like if Americans travel, they'll go to Mexico or they go to Canada, you know, and it's usually via land. Um, like they'll drive yep. across the borders or whatever. Um, obviously, that's, that's not front shade. Like clearly a lot of Americans do travel. Um, and I've always argued that America is such such a diverse place. And I've said this to a lot of Brits. Like, I feel like it's a very different, um, again, terminology. I like to listen to the words people use. If they say they've been to America, they don't understand it. If they say they've been to Wyoming, they get it. Yeah. Because Wyoming is infinitely different to, I mean, I've not been to New York, but I know for a fact it's very different to New York. Um, so your experience of quote unquote America between even East Coast and West Coast, or even like NorCal and SoCal, it's going to be massively different. <laughs> and it, it makes yeah. your experience for sure. Like, and I, I know there's a lot of Americans now who like think, well, fuck, like even across my county, like, you know, it's like, I don't know, fucking hillbillies over there, you know? Yeah. Um, for sure. Like, you know, and I mean, that's, that's in the UK as well. Like you'll find that literally anywhere in the world, but I feel like it's on a very much smaller scale in the UK, whereas um, it's very generalized in America. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely have a lot of outdoor, just in this, in this conversation, a lot of outdoor diversity, right? Like, I mean, even, so I live just outside of Boise and it's a, it's considered a high desert. You drive two hours North, and you get mountains that are like 40 degree angles, you know, just, just tall, big, completely covered in trees. You've got bears, uh, elk, deer, wolves, all of it. Right. I mean, it's just, it's nuts because then you drive six hours East, you know, and you get, uh, or further West, excuse me, uh, further West, you get the ocean and six hours East, you're, you know, halfway through Yellowstone. So it's just nuts. Yeah. But, Anyways, man, so we've covered a lot of ground. Um, that was almost a pun now that I think about it. Um, and I imagine, <laughs> I imagine we've skipped some stuff, but is there, of all of the things that you've experienced or lived through, this is one of my favorite questions. What are, what is one thing that you wish you would have known or have learned that you're like, dude, I don't get asked this often enough, or I would like to make sure that somebody listening, listening, hears this from me. Yeah, it's a heavy question, but I like it. It's a very heavy question. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, man. I feel, I feel like there's a lot of pressure on this one. I want to give a good nugget of information, <laughs> but I feel like... I don't know, actually. So this is a really good one. When I first started traveling, um, and I was, like, making these little travel videos, and I was, like, going away, going places, and doing this, like, stuff, I would always end my little videos with a little caption that I sort of came up with myself. Um, I say come up with myself, like... Uh, maybe I've seen it somewhere. I don't know. Like maybe someone's going to fucking DM me and be like, "You know, I'm fucking phoning you, stolen this from someone." I don't know. Um, but I used to say like, um, because life is too short and the world is too big, and I feel like that was something that was really important to me to remind myself that like the world is massive, and that goes back to what I was saying. Like the more places you travel, the more places you realize there is to travel. Like. I've been to Wyoming, but I've only been to Cheyenne. Like, anyone from Wyoming right now is like, oh my God, like, our state is so much bigger than that. Like, I've spent a lot of time in California. I've not gone any further south than Los Angeles, no further north than San Francisco. I know for a fact there is, actually tell like, I've been, I've actually been to San Diego since, um, since I've really fought with that, but um, there's just so much and there's these tiny little experiences in traveling. And what I will um, encourage people as well, and definitely to use social media, is like find locals. Like, this is such a cool point. Like, so many people will go to like Rome. Rome, I've been to Rome, like, it's great. Do the touristy shit, like, 100%. Go to the Colosseum, see that experience, you know, eat gelato, you know, do all that cool shit. Like, it's cool, but I've been to places where I've gone with locals um, in places, mostly in America. Um, I've done like a little bit in Africa in a in a weird way. Um, you just have a very different experience of understanding culture. You're not treated like a tourist that's there for a good time. You're treated like a person that's living in that moment, and I feel like that is such a massive difference. Um, and this isn't, again, me to take away anyone's experience of doing touristy stuff in Paris or going to New York and going to the Empire State Building, like, do it. Um, but I've definitely been a lot more, like, open to living with people in these places and understanding those cultures from their point of view, which I think is absolutely massive. And the second part of that quote is obviously life is too short. And don't really know how much like I really want to talk about this but I've definitely been exposed to that reality that you don't really know like when your time is up and this whole like oh I'll do it tomorrow yeah you can do it tomorrow and for most people tomorrow will come but for a lot of people today's their last day um if you haven't done it now it's not going to get done um and I feel like that probably seems like a bit of a morbid point but it's also very honest reality but I think if you try and shy away from that you're going to have a broken a very dull and boring life and try and live within the priorities of safety but safety is just an illusion like it's never there like you know I'm not going to go into recent events but there's a whole multitude of ways you can fucking go out in this like some of them are just tragic accidents you know and there's no explaining anything but 
I think that little reminder that shit, even even if it's not the end of your life, like the end of your a physical capability to do things, you know, a lot of really bad things happen to really good people, you know, sometimes and it robs them of opportunities that they'll unfortunately never have. Like, even at my point now, I'm only 27. I'm still, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm like stoked for this to happen, but like I've had a lot of really cool experiences. And I feel like I can look back on my life even at this point and be like, yeah, yeah, I've had a pretty good run. Like so yeah, I don't know. That was probably quite a big, big little fucking quote there. But <laughs> it was very profound. No, dude, I like it. I mean, life's too short, the world's too big. I think we're on. World's too big. World's too world's big. Too big life's too short. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay. Okay. Well, shit, man. Thank you. Is there anything else uh, that you feel like sharing today? Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like we've completely skipped on the, on the Instagram part there, but yeah, what I'll, uh, I mean, I did say exercise caution with who you're going to meet and what you're going to do. Um, and I feel like in some instances, let's say climbing is a really good example, just turning up and meeting someone who's like, I've got a rope, uh, is probably quite sketchy. Um, you don't know how many falls that rope's taken. You don't know their competency. You don't know who's called them. There's a whole host of instances that, again, you should probably exercise caution with, um, for sure. But social media definitely does get a bad rep. Um, and I think it comes from that sense of looking at a snapshot of someone's life and going, I want that. And I think that's great. You should always strive for something a little bit better. And I don't think there's anything wrong with seeing someone's position and going, I want that. I want a bigger house. I want a nicer car. Why? Like, why not? Like, be happy and content with what you've got, but also always try and push forward. Um, I feel like that's that's really important. But the other side of that is not like looking at your life and just being like, my life is shit because I don't have X. Is your life shit? Like, it's just your perspective of it. Like, I feel like that's a really important point. Um, oh god I've already fucking lost my train of thought on this one again but social media can be great and I feel like it does get that massive bad rep and I feel like what I really want to um, this probably gets a little bit nerdy on the point of photography but it illustrates a very good point of that exact point so every single picture is taken um, I'm sure everyone sort of understands roughly what a shutter speed is. So a shutter speed is how long the aperture is open to allow the light in to capture that moment in time. So if it's like one fiftieth of a second, that is one fiftieth of a second in time that that moment is captured. These shutter speeds can vary anywhere from like one two thousandth of a second or something ridiculous. Um, to like a 10 second exposure or 20 minutes to capture like light trails in the stars. That's still just a moment in time. A point I really wanted to do, and it gets beyond my capacity of mass. Um, I was definitely gonna have to get someone else to figure this out for me, but I was gonna get all the pictures from my last year, find what's called the metadata. So it's essentially the 
um, information of like f-stops and shutter speeds, importantly, um, that that picture was. And basically just accumulate the actual time that a year's worth of Instagram posts is. And I think you would be amazed to realize that a whole year of Instagram posts would probably be somewhere like five minutes. Yeah. If you were to like tally up all those, you know, one twentieth of a second photos, you've seen five minutes of someone's life. I think when you really narrow it down like that, it really puts it into perspective of like, fuck, a year is clearly not five minutes. And there's a lot that goes on around that. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that really illustrates that point to remember that, again, and I, I said at the beginning of this podcast, like a lot of things go on behind people's lives and everyone says it like oh don't look at this you know like shit's going on and i feel like it's almost like a cliched labored point now but it's also very fucking true and it's important to remember that um but again what i will caveat is social media is a phenomenal networking tool i have had like opportunities shit this this right here is an opportunity born from social media yeah um, it is and we, we said it in that podcast and um, what you said it sorry look you know you've never really spoken to a Brit before like that's fucking cool do you know what I mean um, you can talk to people all over the world and you can have these experiences and to tie it in last time I was stateside I, I hit up Ashley and I was like yo I'm in Utah like um, do you know anyone that can sort of like put me up and like help me out and like do some cool shit um, and Rachel Perry reached out to me uh, she picked me up at the airport in St. George and we like bumbled around Zion for a bit. Like that's an experience that like I didn't have a car in America at the time. Like I my driving license expired like two days before I flew out. So I already fucked the timing of that one. So I was really reliant on like just the kindness of random people that I'd never met before. Um I did some fucking cool shit. Like I was like hiking out in Colorado, I was shooting in Colorado, I was using like equipment that most people could never fucking dream of, like hiking with Zion, I went out to California, I went to a country farm in Wyoming, like there's just like, I was just scratching the surface of everything I did just by sending DMs and just by having a bit of a open presence on Instagram. Um, and just being a little bit more like, hey, I'm over here, you know? Yeah. And with that, also just like being a little bit, not like aggressive, but, and you don't need to, you don't need to approach it by saying, what am I going to get out of this? You know, I want to talk to this person because I want this from them. Yeah. I feel like that's, that's not a great way of going into something. I, I never do that. I, I 100% will gravitate towards people that have things that interest me for sure yeah but i think that's a very natural thing to do like yeah. you don't talk to people that you find boring right you just you just kind of don't do it um but with that i like to be very open-minded with people that equally might not have like a massive instagram presence themselves you know and they just reach out and they're like yeah like, i like what you do like you inspire me or like i like this that you've done you know, do you mind if like I tag along and like come with you and experience this? And I feel like this comes full circle to what I was saying that I just said, oh, I like, I'd like to go climbing. Some guy was like, I'm going tonight, let's go. I was like, oh shit, well, 
I've said it now, I can't back out, look, let's go. You know, <laughs> that's my opportunity to expose someone to an experience that's then going to, like, fine, they might turn around and go, this isn't for me. But yeah. the courage that they've, like, stood, stepped forward and said, you know, I want to give this a go. Like, and they can say with confidence, like, I really don't like climbing. Like, I really don't like being on a rope. That's fine. Like, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you could be scared of shit. Like, there's a lot of things that I really don't want to do. Um, shit, I can't give an example. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> there are things out there that I'm just like, that does not interest me. And I've got no, no intent to do that whatsoever. Um, but yeah, I think definitely be open-minded to being that person to help other people, but also have the courage to ask people to help you as well. Yeah. And I feel like, again, comes back to having the humility to understand that you don't know everything. Um, and even if you are a very competent climber, what's to say that just because someone doesn't have like 5,000 followers or whatever, that they're not like absolute legends on rock. Like, and this is a really interesting point that I think of Discovery on Instagram. The higher someone's follower account is, probably the less credible they actually are. And People, I know some very fucking credible people that have like 50 followers. Yep. You know, your Instagram presence doesn't really equate to anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think that's like a little a little truth bomb that I like wanna wanna drop there. But um yeah. You're not yeah, wrong. I feel like I could probably talk on Instagram a lot. To be yeah. Honest. No, you're good, man. I was thinking about it. You're, you're, you're not wrong. Cause like, I feel like in some of that, in some regard, right. For some folks, Instagram, it, it almost feels like some folks for Instagram is literally just for fun in their documentation. Right. And it's not a priority relative to the actual skill and experience that they're having that lends to their credibility. Like you're talking about. Yeah, I bet you can even think of like five people right now that you're like, yeah, they've got like less than 200 followers, you know, but oh, they're like sure. the right person I've ever met. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Easy. Sure. Oh, man. Yeah. Instagram's a dangerous place and it's confusing. It's it, it can be, but again, I think it's, it's having that healthy state of mind to sort of see things for what they are. And again, this comes from a position of experience of meeting people and understanding that you're actually just fucking full of shit. I was like, oh my God, like now I've actually met you. You've got no idea what you're on about. Um, and it's kind of scary. Like definitely in the UK, we've got this, um, God, I hate this phrase so much. Like, oh God, it's going to make me feel sick even saying it, but people have discovered the outdoors. Um, over over the pandemic period and this infuriates me because the outdoors has fucking always been there um and suddenly people are just like run out of hills yeah yeah i don't i don't know but don't get me wrong i'm not a hater i fucking absolutely love the fact that people are discovering like the absolute joy and wonder of but definitely the uk like the united kingdom is such a beautiful country like like the british isles in general like absolutely stunning if you know where to go and brits definitely have this fucking really narrow-minded sense of 
oh, my town is really cold and wet and dark and grey. And it is, but not all the time. You know, not as much as we probably joke about. And the same as the Pacific Northwest. Sure. Um, a very similar sort of attitude in that way. It's like, oh, God, it's always raining. It's not always raining. It's, it's, it's not. It's, it's just not. Right? <laughs> there are days where it is just absolutely gorgeous. Um, and I used to take a lot of pride in showing people places in the UK that you can go. Um, just by going down random paths, you know, just being in the right place at the right time. Like, just go out there and find stuff, you know. Like, you don't have to go to Europe. You don't have to go to all these fucking magical places. Like, they're great. I encourage people to explore and discover these places. Like, if you're in a position to do that, that's great. But there's a lot on our doorstep to, to see. And I think that's absolutely wicked. And I think that's what's great about social media as well. Like, I definitely use Instagram. It's a very good researching tool like it's very well and good to say i want to go to scotland but what like scotland's a fucking big place like what's in scotland yeah. you need to narrow it down you know um so it's great to sort of narrow that stuff down um, especially true. like national as well like i'm not just going to jump on a flight to um utah and just be like oh god like i'm just going to drive around and see what happens you know i mean i could do that I mean, that's what we did in Iceland, but um, you can definitely make a lot better experience of knowing what you're going to do, where you want to be at certain times, you know, for sure. Yeah, that's true. Awesome, man. Well, what else? The what, sorry? Hmm? Would you say that? Well, I said, I said, awesome, man. I said, well, what else? What else is there that you want to get out there for today? I feel like we should sit down again. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm definitely one of these people that, like, once I get talking, I, I mean, you even <laughs> said this, didn't you? You're like, as soon as you put Marco in front of someone, like, they they just go off. Yeah, it's a good thing, though. It's a, I, I prefer it, right? Then that way I don't have to do <laughs> – I mean, makes makes my job easy so much as just listening and asking more questions. You know, I feel like yeah. I feel like towards the end of this summer, I'm going to have like I plan on getting out of my comfort zone a little bit, too. And like getting back out into the outdoors and traveling a little bit more because the past couple the past like two or three months, I haven't really done done much. And it's been uh, been a bit of a drag. So I'm excited to uh, like I got a new tent and everything and. Yeah, I need to get outside. So, um, okay. Well, man, I think, is there anything else for today that you want to get out there before you get on your, your drive and fun weekend? I know you've got some fun stuff going on this weekend. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's going gonna, it's gonna to go full throttle, but I'm absolutely stoked for it. Um, I, don't know, I don't think I've got anything like burning on the top of my head, but I feel like, there's something, and I've, I've stressed this before, on the top of my Instagram profile, it says create, uh, inspire, explore. And I feel like that's a really important sort of aim of what I use for Instagram. And to expand on it, what I've said before is I create to inspire you to explore. And I think it's all well and good looking at my photography and saying, and this is like a the moment that I will be a bit arrogant and say, I shoot very well because I'm very proud of it. 
Yeah. Um, where I recognize that I've worked very hard to be in the position that I am to be able to do what I do. Um, and that's cool. But it literally is that. Like, I create art essentially to inspire other people to look at it and go, I want to be there and I want to go to that place. Whether that's Americans going, do you know what? Shit, I've never thought about going to the Lake District, but I've seen your profile and I'm like, I want to go there. Yeah. You know, or it's people from my own town and like in Bristol and being like, shit, actually, like Cornwall's way better than I thought it was, or it's not just surfing. Like, there is actually some pretty cool, like, little spots down there as well. Uh, it's just steeped in like history. Um, and I feel like that's a really important thing for me is that like it's, it's a weird one where I don't really want my Instagram to be like I don't want to be famous by any fucking stretch uh, I, I really could not imagine anything worse than walking into a store um, and just being harassed essentially um, I, I, I get I get the whole logic like if you look up to and you inspire uh, like you are inspired by someone and you have an opportunity to they're there you want to talk to them and you want to download that information but they're people man like they're there doing their thing you know um i'd never want to be in that position uh, i've got a friend in the music industry and i went to a, a gig with him recently um and i i think it's a pretty cool opportunity to again i know him through instagram um to go to a gig which most people pay to go see i just went to go see my friend uh, and I was sat in the dressing room with the guy performing. Um, like, that's a cool opportunity to have. Um, I've even, because of him, been given the opportunity to shoot like a live music event uh, with a band called uh, The Midnight. So they're they're based out of uh, Orange County, down in Southern okay. California. Uh, so they did a gig out in uh, Glasgow. Oh, they were touring around the UK, but uh, we met them in Glasgow coming down from Scotland. Um, and yeah, I... I shot some shots for him uh, and that was just phenomenal to go from not really going to many live music events to I'm now like in the crowd being paid to take pictures of this event and then I was stood on the stage and I've got a shot behind the drummer uh, with the lead singer sort of like pointing back to him and the whole crowd like to be in a position to take those pictures I think is absolutely phenomenal and i also feel like it's a very important thing to acknowledge the fact that like yeah potentially i was in that position because i work hard again to be good at photography i'm not just some guy who's got a camera um but that position and that opportunity doesn't come around by doing nothing like people people help me do that 100 like my friend joe helped me you know afford the fuel bill to get up there and do that entire trip and help me and encourage like he used to do live music photography as well um and literally so i was fun fun little backstory i've never shot live music before and 20 minutes before um they stepped onto stage joe was still teaching me how to use my own camera um and the different settings i needed to be able to achieve these shots um and I've yet to release them on my Instagram. Uh, you might have seen them on my stories like from way back uh, when I was actually doing it, but uh, they're fucking phenomenal. I'm, I'm just going to 
call it like this. <laughs> call it as I, it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, be proud of your work, man. Like, hundred percent. Like, I, I like I do have shots where I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, like that shit, man. Like, because you have this element of like, you know, you can do better, and I feel like that's really important to have a position of not just sitting there all the time and going every single shot I take is a banger, you know. Me and Joe have got a running joke that he's a very good photographer. Um, I'm just going to shamelessly plug in his Instagram handles, uh, JPS Images. Um, so definitely give him a little look. Um, he, yeah, he's phenomenal. And I'm just genuinely so stoked to call him like one of my best friends. Uh, and he definitely pushed me as a photographer. Yeah. Um, where it was a very much healthy competition where because he was so good, I wanted to be better than him. <laughs> but the better I got, the more I pushed him forward to stay ahead of me. Yeah. So he didn't stay stagnant and be like, yeah, this is me, I'm good. You know, not that that's the sort of person he is anyway. Um, and it just always gives me someone to strive for. Um, and even now, like, I'm still trying to, like, out-compete him. But he will do this thing where we, we turn up somewhere. He'll take the first picture He'll look at it and go, yeah, that's a banger. We can go home. Like, that's it. We're done. Um, that's like a little running joke with us. But, um, yeah. Oh, God, I fucking can't remember. But, yeah, my mate Chris as well. Like, he's he's an absolute nerd when it comes to, like, location scouting. Uh, but he'll sit there for hours and he will find places. Um, just phenomenal places. And yeah. people have even asked, like, where's this? And I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 stop being a dick. Like, don't be that fucking guy. And I'm like, no, genuinely, like, you can interrogate me all you want. Like, I actually don't know where I was. I yeah. just jumped in the car. He took me and I got out. I used my camera. I got back in the car and I have no fucking idea where I was <laughs> like, at any fucking point. That's a lot um, of trust. Yeah. And I mean, I was talking to a friend about this the other day. Like, I, uh, he, he said it a few times. He's like, why do you guys follow me? Like, and I've literally followed him all over the world. Um, and I'm just like, dude, cause like you're never wrong. Like you've never given me a reason not to. And that's goes again, back to the spirit of adventure. Like if you just give me an inkling, an absolute inkling that there's going to be a good time, I'm going to find out. Like yeah, I'm, I'm not going to sit at home and go, mm. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder, like, if that worked out. No, fuck that. Like, just go. Just yeah. fucking do it. Like, for sure. Like, and I've had some phenomenal experiences with him in particular, for sure. Um, again, like, I can't shout out fucking everyone that, you know, has had a profound impact on my life because that's just ridiculous. Because there are a lot of people, 100%. There are people that, you know, aren't big names on Instagram. There's people that don't even have Instagram. Um for sure you know i'm a family like that's a really important one you know my my mom and my sister are just like absolutely phenomenal women like absolute inspirations in my life you know i, I probably don't publicly acknowledge them enough and when i do see them i i'm always like just winding them up um, <laughs> i'm telling my sister like in, in front of my sister i'm telling my mom like oh god are we are we still keeping her like she's, she's younger than me i'm like oh god we not like got rid of her by now or something like she would just sit there like rolling her eyes like, this again like <laughs> but um yeah that's good man 
That's good. Well, shoot, man, I'm going to have to let you go for now. I got to go uh, take care of some stuff. But I do want to get together again, and we'll chat some more. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, Jake, dude, once again, thanks for taking the time, man. I appreciate you taking a little bit of time. I know this was uh, your Friday evening when you and I sat down. So thanks again for uh, sharing you know, your insights and uh, a little bit of your life story with me. I hope everybody listening took some good information away, got excited, and uh, maybe have, uh, have something to chew on as far as pushing yourself a little bit outside your comfort zone. So with all that to say, I hope you all have a wonderful week. I'm headed out camping this weekend, and uh, I'm super, super stoked, hopefully making some new friends. But other than that, I will catch you next time.